Welcome to What and When, the podcast where your bucket lists meet the questions you have on not quite a daily basis. I'm Sarah, your list-loving and caffeine connoisseur host, and I'm not talking your average Trader Joe's grocery list, although anything from Trader Joe's is not just average. And if you want a better idea of what some of my favorite things are from Trader Joe's, check out episode two, What to Cook Next. This show, I'm talking all sorts of lists, from what to cook next, to what to wear when, what to do when you're feeling under the weather and need to feel better, and hopefully some of these ideas will help you create your own lists of new things to try. You're tuning into episode 6, what to do when you're learning a new language. The first thing on my list, dual lingo. You know you've seen it, green owl. You guessed it's one of the easiest ways to start learning a language is with a language learning app. And Duolingo is probably one of the most well-known of them all. And you can learn Spanish, Italian, Korean, Japanese, Russian, and more. I've used it for Japanese and Chinese. It's a really user-friendly app and teaches you language in a natural progress and practical things like what you might say in a home setting or a work setting without getting into the nitty-gritty parts of the grammar. Also, learning with a language learning app means you can get notifications on your phone to do that like five-minute lesson a day. And language learning is all about repetition. You don't even have to remember to practice your language because your phone will remind you to do it. And, you know, we've all been there. We have that like five-minute thing that we try to do every day. But Duolingo will remind you. And it's just fun. But for real, though... It's building that muscle of daily language practice that will help you when you are long past a language learning app. The second thing on my list is watch movies and TV. Apps are a great visual way to start learning a language, but you don't get as much audio practice. And believe me, listening to a language and understanding it is so much harder when you can't see it because your brain has to process it so much faster. Also, it's fair to say that I am a visual learner, so I do pick up language better when I can actually see it. But my second suggestion to listen to music or movies or TV of the language you're trying to learn is still super legit. For example, I watched Terrace House on Netflix, which is a Japanese reality show where they have six strangers that live together in a beautiful, beautiful house. And it's not like The Bachelor or Survivor where there's a goal at the end. It's really just watching people live together and then seeing what happens. And then what make it what makes the whole show really hilarious is that there are these this panel of commentators and they're really truly the best part of the whole show. They're hilarious. It's comedy gold. But anyhow, I love watching Terrace House and it's also helping me practice listening to Japanese and understanding what they're saying. Also, you can say you're being productive or even studying because you are. It's the best and most fun type of studying you'll ever do, I promise. And when you watch TV or movies in other languages, you're going to be surprised about how much you can understand or how little you understand. But either way, I can promise you will never have too much listening comprehension. The third thing on my list is go travel to that country. Once you're there, you'll get even more listening practice in more natural ways because you're there and you're being surrounded by it. And people 
will always tell you the best way to learn any language is to go to that country that speaks that language. And let me tell you, from firsthand experience, they're right. I was in China for a month this summer and my listening comprehension grew exponentially. I still couldn't really reply to what people were saying, but I could understand more what they were saying. And I noticed a significant amount of change from when I first got to China and when I left. At first, when I got there, I could maybe understand a sentence here or there, but by the end, I could follow a conversation for the most part. I'd say that's progress. And also, as opposed to a classroom setting, you get to hear more natural speech patterns, slang words, and phrases that you wouldn't find in any textbook. Because language evolves with culture and things shift. And I mean, half the time of the words that we say in English, you wouldn't find in a dictionary. Well, maybe online now, but that's a whole different story. The next thing on my list is take a class because I have absolutely nothing against classes. They are actually helpful and there's a very specific purpose for them because that's a context where you are supposed to ask questions. People will speak slower. You can actually learn the grammar structures which will help you in the long run because it will give you more freedom with the language instead of just only being able to use a bank of sentences that you've just picked up from Korean drama. That is currently my life when it comes to Korean language and we're we're working on that one. First we got to get through Chinese and Japanese. But really, class is also really helpful because you are in an in an environment where it is expected and it is okay and even encouraged to make mistakes. If you're worried about pronunciation or using the wrong word, the classroom is the most forgiving place to just go for it, try for it, fall flat on your face and then learn the right way of what you were doing wrong. If you knew the language, you wouldn't be doing your five daily minutes of Duolingo every day or signing up for a foreign language class in the first place. So failing, totally expected. Also, I found it helpful to learn with other people about my level or higher because then we can help each other and actually catching your own mistakes or working through them is really helpful for language learning because then you are actually understanding the grammar and the language better if you can figure out where you're making the mistake instead of someone else always telling you. The last thing on my list, although I'm sure everyone has many more that they could possibly add, but the last one on mine is practice with a friend who speaks the language better than you or ideally a native speaker. At the end of the day, learning a new language is all about conversation. You listen to conversations first, so then you can eventually be speaking in conversations. And talking to someone whose first language is the one you're trying to learn is another way to improve because you're hearing the most accurate or at least better pronunciations. You're picking up the style of conversation and having to be aware of the mannerisms and niceties specific to that language's culture. And also it's low stakes setting because they're your friends so they won't judge you as much probably they, they probably won't mine don't I don't think anyways it's also a great way because you can put in practice of what you were learning on Duolingo or in class into practice when I was using Chinese in China um, with the friends that I made there we we would talk and I would basically practice with them over dinner and 
honestly, all of our conversations were exclusively about food. Surprise, surprise, if you've listened to episode two or even one. And I love food. And that's honestly where our our whole language learning session came from. It was spontaneous because none of us were planning on practice having me practice Chinese. It just ended up that way. And you're also eating the food. So I don't know how much better it can get. It was super fun and so natural and everyone was really encouraging because at, especially at early stages, it's all about improvement more than anything. Ooh, but a word of caution to not overuse your friend um, or ask them for help. So a key way to avoid that issue is to surprise them with their favorite coffee or tea or candy or something when you show up to your tutoring or help session. Okay, honestly, my dream would be to be trilingual with Japanese, Chinese, and English. But some days, I struggle with just speaking English. Learning languages is for sure daunting and can be so very frustrating. I still think it's daunting, and it is for sure frustrating at times. But I think they're so worth it because no matter how little or how much you know, it's really so cool. You're saying and reading the exact same thoughts you have in English, but in a whole different alphabet with a whole different set of sounds. Learning a new language absolutely does not happen without work. So you feel proud and accomplished of yourself when you've learned something new and you're making progress. Well, hopefully you've been making progress on your other list as well. I certainly have. Currently working on my future house or apartment interior design furniture, things that go in the wall, things that go in the kitchen, all of that good stuff. But that ends our episode for today. So you know how it goes. I'm Sarah. This is What and When, and I will be listing it until next time.